Hello everyone and welcome to the uh, final episode of 2021 for the SWW show. It's me, AJ. Mike's here with me too. Um, we've got a pretty packed show ahead of us. We've got some Game of the Year stuff to talk about. It is It is everyone's favorite time of the year. The lights are out. It gets dark a lot earlier. And we are back to roast a lot of people, a lot of a lot of. Great people. No, no, let's bounce. We're here to roast a lot of idiots. Uh, here at the, what do, we, what do we call the award show? And I have one glove on, just for people now to really get in the spirit of the award show. Um, we are here for the for the W's, which is really a misleading name because it's really the L's. But Yeah, we're dropping hot L's on people. <laughs> they stink. Um, what we've been playing is basically what we've seen on stream. Mike, I know you've been playing Pokemon, but you and I yeah, both I played Halo, and we'll get, <laughs> we'll save our Halo talk because it's part of our uh, yeah. game of the year stuff. So we'll save that. So Pokemon, po- Pokemon. So 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 Diamond and Pearl remakes. And you you have some Pokemon experience, right? AJ, just not a ton. Yeah, just yeah, not a ton. Okay. So Diamond Pearl fourth gen. Uh, it's remakes. Background. This is the first Pokemon game, I believe, of the mainline, which they define like the mainline games, that is not by Game Freak. Um, which is Diamond and Pearl. So they, they they got the it's foundationally the same game, which I think was a lot of complaints, which I don't understand. It's what I want. The the valid complaints on this game though is it's decently buggy. <laughs> I've not seen a mainline Pokemon game where you get like stuck in rooms before and have to reload saves. And and it's entirely unbalanced. So I think AJ, you're probably familiar with the Pokemon concept of you go through eight gyms, go through Elite Four, like you kind of level as you go up. Yeah. When I get to the eighth gym, and this is for everyone, you're about like twenty levels ahead of the gym leader, just naturally by playing that game. I think the last time I played a Pokemon game, that was my situation. I was just so far ahead of everyone. But this is like me decently like mainlining, not doing every side thing, being yeah. that far ahead. Like you should be like if you're like I'm a couple levels ahead, it's not a big like that's like normal. Okay, big deal. It's a kids game. When well, you're like and, twenty levels ahead, you just walk in. Um, do they have? Is it the, like the new style, like a sword and shield, where you can see everything? What do you mean by see everything? Like you can see the Pokemon and the tall grass and things like no, that? No, so they got rid of... There is areas where that can happen, but they mostly got... They kind of limited to those kind of... To Diamond Pearl, it's like base Diamond Pearl, and then they added new, like, undergrounds, like a whole new kind of... That didn't exist in the game in the way it does in this game. And that's one where they did add, like, where you could see Pokemon again and stuff. Gotcha. So, yeah, no. It's, it's Pokemon. Um, apparently, a lot of people are upset because it's just diamond and pearl again which i don't understand when you see a re- like when i see a pokemon remake i feel like that's what i wanted from it so i don't well, fully understand the complaints but and it's a remake like it's not it's, a reboot it's and not we- like uh it's not like the resident evil games where like resident evil 8 is clearly re4 right and it's not even like where other series when they say the words like remake you like it means like we're doing ground up We've had Pokemon remakes in the past, right? So yeah. we've had Hoenn remakes, we've had the uh, Kanto remakes of the Johto remakes, and all of them basically are just like the same games again. So I don't know what people were expecting in this experience. Yeah, who knows? 
So yeah, if you want just those Pokemon games again, or just a good Pokemon game, I think they're still fun games. They're some of my favorite generations of games. They obviously do some modern things to them, like you don't need HMs anymore, and like some quality of life stuff that matter. It is going to be unbalanced decently, and it's going to be a bit buggy, but the bugs have already started to get patched, patched out. I'm hoping they might go back and do some balanced stuff, but I just really doubt it. But I'd say it's worth checking out if you like Pokemon, so... Cool. Yeah, it's kind of big Pokemon stuff. Um, as for things we've seen, really, I've just been watching Mayor Kingstown on uh, Paramount Plus. So you have Paramount Plus? Yeah. I have it for like a dollar. <laughs> I have a weird thing where the one of my credit cards, one of the rewards was... I had, oh my Amex like, I think has that three dollars back on Paramount Plus or whatever. My my Amex is the dumbest thing for subscription service that time. I just have to watch it because I'll get some of those, and they're like, "Do you want Spotify? We'll give you most of the money back." And I'm like, "I guess." Well, so how long does yours last? It's like a month or two, or th- uh, I was going to say because I never see like when I looked on I have a Chase that's through when I looked on the app. There's no like oh this deal ends at the end of November. Like, uh, Discovery Plus was another one, too. And it's like, I do oh, know I had the Chase Discovery Plus and I just never used it. Um, I will I will pull mine up right now and tell you. Uh, the Discover, Discovery Plus one was, like, uh, the first charge has to be by December. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so how long is, is this just a month that it's... Update up? on my Chase card. I currently have no subscription service discounts. Sadly, I did for a while. Yeah. Um, but I have... St- I, my favorite one is I have 10% off of, of StubHub, which is my favorite. Yeah. If you ever well, watch those people, if so, you have a good credit card, you gotta watch this. I get like 10% off hotels right now and shit. Yeah, so if you use that StubHub and then use like... Just go watch a uh, a sports YouTuber and they'll have a SeatGeek or a StubHub deal. Mm-hmm. And those work in combination. Because it's different. So I think, like, a... Yeah, I think SeatGeek is like 20% if you do it right. Or 20 something. Yeah, it's no, because my whatever it is. My StubHub one is 10% after fixed 50 bucks up to $60 back. Which is like, if you get a group of people and you're buying tickets and they're just Venmoing you, you might be get your seats for free, I'm just saying. In theory, yeah. Well... You'd need a big group because... Or you're heavily discounted. Yeah. Like. Um, but anyway, so Mayor of Kingstown is Taylor Sheridan's newest project. He's the guy That's behind right. Yellowstone. Okay. Uh, okay. Hell and High Water. Um, he was one of the writers of Sicario. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's got chops. It must be something. It's a good show. Okay, that sounds like something directly up your alley. Yeah, and it helps that it's set in Michigan. <laughs> yeah, there aren't many shows set in Michigan, I feel like, unless you're like in the UP and they're like some like crazy well, people. <laughs> I mean, the problem is like, if you're going to set a show in the Midwest, you either set it in Chicago or, mm-hmm. you know, a generic area. Yeah, you either send Chicago or the country, but they're both Midwest yeah. somehow. <laughs> Those are yeah. the only options. 
you know, there there's not too many shows that are set in either real or fictional Michigan. Just because, I mean... Yeah, unless you want to do it in Detroit, at that point you're really pushing it. You're in the Midwest still, but you're kind of, like, yeah. feeling-wise pushing it. Well, in like, you think about... Detroit's gone through such a renaissance that if you're going to set a modern show in, like, a grimy Detroit and try to play it off as, like, this is what Detroit is still, mm-hmm. anybody from the area is just going to laugh at you. <laughs> because, yeah, obviously, there's still the rough areas, but... It's you know, not what it, it was. It's a city that has... The citizens of Detroit have pulled that city up, you know, re, you know, basically corporations be damned um it's it's a really cool story if you ever get the chance to look into um like the local food scene and some of the things like that that are happening that are helping uh bolster detroit it's it's really cool because it's this kind of um you know it's it's the people taking back the city so it's been really cool to see that um yeah, other than that, I haven't really been watching anything. Well, I did, just... To relate to one of the things that you're going to talk about here in a sec, I did read both of the Eddie Kingston and Amanda Hubert Ooh. Uh, Players' Tribune articles. Um, If you're going to read Amanda's one, uh, be ready for some waterworks, especially if you knew, like, not necessarily knew um, John, but like knew of his story um especially when he left WWE uh it's it pulls on some heartstrings i can imagine and, and Eddie Kingston's is such like a good look into how that guy operates yeah, that guy is uh but yeah i will jump into it yeah i i've been watching some adub stuff um I watched part of uh, like Full Gear and that kind of stuff. I stick with, I think Full Gear might be one of the best pay-per-view in a long time. Just period across wrestling. I really want to see, I mean, I think the problem is I'd have to go to um, like the Chicago area, but I want to mm-hmm. see AEW Live. AEW Live in Chicago is a special fuck because it's, it's punk now. Like now you actually have punk there. Well, and I, I don't. Promise. I don't necessarily care about like punk, but like okay, they're in. But as a market, Chicago, I thought was the biggest market for wrestling. Raleigh, DC, DC, Cleveland, Chicago. They come by like twice a year. It's normally Phoenix Thanksgiving, City. and it's usually one other time. It's usually, that's is usually the AW coming through Chicago time. Like they're out into April. And uh, I bet you they'll be back around. Oh, you know when they're back always in September because um it's always um all out here. Yeah. So that's what it is. It's usually Thanksgiving and September. Those are usually two times. So like around. This year is three because of um Punk's return. That's it. Well, they're back in February. In Chicago. Yeah. Oh, my, my bad. I should know about that. At Wintrust. Oh. oh, it's at Wintrust. Okay, that's why. That's why I did not think of that. Um, I am yeah. going to 
I would like to see them because everything that I've seen is that um, their live shows are great. Yeah, like they pull on a much better live show than um, WWE. One hundred percent. So I think part of it is it's twofold, and we'll get back to full gear kind of that in a second. Is um, so you obviously have dark matches, but the difference between AEW dark matches and WWE dark matches is the AEW ones matter. You know they matter. So actually, it doesn't production-wise, you don't really notice the difference besides the banner around the table or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, otherwise, they're the same thing. You, you still have, like, your dark match can still be a headliner of something that matters. Which, which as you can imagine, is way different than, like, a WWE one. You're like, why do we go to dark shows ever? I mean, I will say that my, my favorite uh, match that I've seen of WWE's was a dark match. It was uh, Dean Ambrose versus John Cena. Oh, that would be good. I'll give you that. And Ambrose had a kendo stick. That <laughs> was, was very good. Um, uh, so speaking of, so back to um, Full Gear. The, yeah. I still think what the idea in Full Gear that they not only pulled out tables, ladder, and chairs with a non-TLC match, and then they also put the frickin' Um, tax like on the freaking stage and made someone eat them. Like well, it was, it, it feels like that match it, was it's like very they were interesting, doing right. Like AEW appears to be pulling from, like, that's the indie scene side mm-hmm. of it. Like the indie scene is full of these, like, not necessarily death match, but like prop match gimmicks, but, like prop that WWE will not touch anymore. No, because WWE doesn't need to. They do, but come on. <laughs> well, no, like from from their standpoint, like mm-hmm. why deal with that? Why deal with that liability? Right, that is so liable. Yeah. Like you're gonna make a billion dollars every year because the Saudis decided to give you money. Um But yeah, I mean it's it's definitely uh, a breath of fresh air seeing, you know, just watching, like, if you watch SmackDown compared to, uh, you know, either Rampage or Dynamite, like, how different it feels. Mm-hmm. Like, it's effectively the same thing, right? Like, it's wrestling. Like, But sure, but it, it comes down to also, I think the difference is, and I stick with that, is it feels like the wrestlers want to be there a lot more in AEW than they do in WWE. Well, it feels like, like, you know, WWE feels like, oh, this is clearly run by somebody that has no idea what's going on. Mm -hmm. Whereas AEW appears to be like, oh, like, they care. Like, WWE doesn't care. And I understand why, because they're always touring, right? So, like, it's hard for them to, if you think about it, it's hard for them to build characters or build storylines because, you know, not only do they have Raw and SmackDown and the pay-per-views, but they also have, like, the house shows that they do. So, you know, why, uh, you know, why should... Becky Lynch, for example, why should she go on a hot streak when, you know, maybe they're going into a town that like 
nobody knows about wrestling. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's very much WWE is it pulls in the casual crowd for those I, events. So I think I think part of I think goes back to that problem also is is WWE as I go back to is I always like railing on house shows like I just did is house shows to WWE are times to test new things that they will just pretend didn't exist a week later. AEW, if they're testing new things on their YouTube show, it is still at an AEW station event, and they're still defining it as part of the storyline, and it happened. Yeah. So I, I think mean, that risk ratio, sure, yeah. maybe they just take less risk sometimes in those matches, and that's maybe valid, but it's also their roster is smaller, so it's like everyone wrestles against everyone. Well, and like, or it's a visitor from a different per- yeah. from a different entire wrestling thing. So that's even if it's a whole new match no one's seen before, it's because you brought on a Ring of Honor guy or you brought on some indie scene in the area. Speaking of, can we talk about how cool it was that a lot of the AEW guys got to do stuff for Ring of Honor there for their final, uh, their final. Yeah, no, that is, and it was like, yeah, and it was they brought out some heavy hitters. They brought out the guys that you wanted to see. Yes. Although they, they couldn't get Joe, which that pisses me off. Because like, AEW brought on some Ring of Honor people, I thought too, like Jay Lethal yeah. and a few others. Well, like if you think about, and I don't know if you're really that big of a fan when it, when these guys were big, but like if you think about that era of Ring of Honor, it was Punk, Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe, Jay mm-hmm. Lethal. Like there were some. Heavy hitters. Yeah, because Samoa Joe is a free agent right now, isn't he? Uh, I think he's technically still under WWE's control. I thought he got released as, a, as the non- I think he's released, but he's still part of the 90-day no-compete. Because I can see a world where he goes to AEW. I think, if anything, he's a coach now. Like, Sure, but I think it's an AEW coach. Or he, you know, maybe he becomes a commentator because he's very good on the mic. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, and maybe that allows Taz some time to, you know, get with his son and things like that. Like, because it was obviously it was cool for Taz to call Hook's first match, mm-hmm. but also like, in a way, it feels kind of weird because you want your commentators to be, at the very least, neutral, and it's kind of hard for a guy whose son is wrestling in front of him to be neutral or to play the heel or face commentator. You know, it's one of those, like, it's cool that he get, that Taz gets to do it, but also when you think about it, it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Isn't Taz kind of like the, the face commentator? Yeah. I mean, they all, they, like, that's the thing, right? Like, AEW... Oh, I got, I, I did get a, he was released on April, but he was re-entered in June. Maybe he signed a different, different... Because he was released under Raw and re-entered under NXT. Oh, that's why, because it's, he's part of NXT 2.0, he's, I think he's a coach down there right now? Maybe. Um, he's injured since September, though, no one's seen yeah. him wrestle since then. So, yeah, that's cool. Um... How Suguchi you have on here? 
Yeah. Is it as bad as I think it is? I actually decently like it. Really? Yeah, did you not did you not like any of the trip? So part of it is very fucking Italian. I want to point out the obvious thing. I have never seen a more Italian movie maybe in my life. I mean, that that part I was fine with because obviously it's set in Italy, so whatever. But it's half Italy, half New York. Like yeah. if where's Italian America? New York City and yeah. like, yeah, okay. No, I just the characters like I don't know, everything just seemed like it had an aura of douchebaggery around it that I just did not sure. want to deal with. I think part of it is when I looked up stuff after, I think it actually sounds like it was pretty accurate in the douchebaggery. Oh, I have no doubt. Like, 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 like literally those, the those fashionista who, people are some like of the Like, Selma most... Hayek plays a psychic in the movie who apparently was a real person in real life. That, that, like, like I'm like, what the fuck? Well, is it? <laughs> Like, the movie's fairly accurate in terms like, of... No, like, no, the movie seems, like, surprisingly accurate. Because, like, those, those things okay. get off the rails very quickly. Well, and who who did the show? Or, no, that was uh, Versace. That was Versace. Yeah. Who also was murdered, by the way. Yep. <laughs> those fashionistas are special. They getting gone down. Um... Yeah, so obviously um, it's a little bit longer of a break between episodes. I know you've been kind of on a uh, uh, decompression break. Uh, I've just been busy with um, work and holidays and travel mm-hmm. and things like that. So um, we'll talk about it more in some of the upcoming episodes, but as kind of a... Um, a precursor as of right now for uh, shows for the new year. Uh, the F1 show is going to be behind some kind of a paywall. We haven't quite figured that out yet. Uh, it just takes too much effort you know, to watch all of them. And... Well, so if we want to do it the right way, it just takes too much effort. So, um, you know, if we can get compensated for it in some way, then that makes that effort a little more worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's just a heads up, right? Like, you know, we're not going to try to gouge you for like 10 bucks a month just for that show, but we're uh, figuring out. I think yeah. there's, there's still a lot to figure out. That's probably bleeding into a bit into the Europe. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, into other news, I think my favorite news story I've seen of all time is that a man with one eye faces life in prison because of a bicoastal opioid ring. What are you? Oh. Fetty Wap faces <laughs> life in prison. It's. I wondered why I hadn't heard much from him. That was why. Um, that's just whatever. Uh, I had to put that in just because I felt like a good opening to, to us returning is, is yeah. It's just ridiculous. We, we, we found a Fetty Wap story. People. Yeah. Um, uh, otherwise, it's been calm on the TV film side. Uh, the other thing is people want to go check out a couple weeks ago is there was Disney Plus Day. Uh, obviously, as you can imagine, Disney Plus announces a bunch of stuff, including new TV shows across the board. Marvel and the likes of them. So if you're interested, I didn't put a news thing there because AJ is not usually interested in these. 
Uh, it's just go Google what I promise you can find a nice just fine of all things I announced. So, yeah. On uh, to uh, game news stuff. So the Game Awards were recently. Yeah, I, I, I watched them. By that, I drank during them. I <laughs> was... Let's see, that was the night of my birthday. What was I doing? I think I was doing anything. I think I was just chilling. Um, there we go. Winners. God damn, it takes forever. View winners. Good lord. Okay. So, game of the year, it takes two. Wins over Deathloop, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, and RE8. Uh, um, I think that's good. Game direction, no, Death Loop wins that. So, so my issue with this was not the awards, like who won, right? Whatever. It was the show. <laughs> AJ, you just need to paint yourself for like a half hour of the show. So it was about three and a half hours. Okay. Oh, I remember it's, the last time they did it in person. It was ridiculous. I think 90 minutes of that was ads. Not surprising. I, I think 40 minutes of that was, like, games we already knew existed. <laughs> <laughs> I think five minutes of it might have been award speeches. Like, that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. Like, it was disgusting across the board on that. Like, it, it was not... I okay, so I clicked on content creator of the year. I mm-hmm. don't know any of them. <laughs> um, best esports athlete. Uh, there's a guy whose name is Simp, which I think is hilarious. I don't know any of them. Um, team. I don't know who won. Oh, there's CS:GO team. Uh, I know some of the others. Best esports event, man. Not much to pick from. <laughs> They're like someone was in person. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> well, so and then you know, the whole thing of you know, they're not going to talk about the Activision Blizzard stuff, and then. Did they go straight into uh, <laughs> the David Cage game? Yeah, a trailer for David Cage. Like, yeah, we'll talk about a lot of the stuff though to to come out of game news here coming up right now because we are getting into the game of the year discussion. I like how he's just dropping everything. He's going straight for it. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of the stuff in there is stuff that we're going to cover. So. Yeah, I just kind of I put it there in case anything we want to hit. But yeah, yeah. Um. Before we do that, I want to make sure there's nothing in the Yeah, then that's fine. We could, we'll fuck with the with Kotaku in a minute. Um, yeah. Otherwise, people bought a bunch of people before we get there, just FYI. Uh, Unity bought Weta, which I think is the biggest one. Submergence. Well, Unity bought Weta Digital. They didn't buy all of Weta. Sure, but okay, they still bought it for like $1.2 billion, where the hell yeah. that was. It was a big deal. It was still a giant thing. Yeah, it was still a huge acquisition, but as I read more into it, I was like, yeah, you know. I, I just think for, it was for like... For what they got, it was a good price. Uh, sure, I, but also I just go back to Unity five years go by and come in the big, we would have been shocked. Mm, 
five years ago? Probably ten years ago, definitely. Ten years ago, people would have been like, who? Well, Die the party? <laughs> 2010. Unity was around. I mean, it wasn't huge. It was mainly something like... It was, like, like, Unity became big when the indie revolution came in, like, 11, yeah. 12. That's kind of when Unity became Unity. Well, like, Unity before then was just, like, web games, so... Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Game of the... Yahoo? Yahir? So here are the categories we've got this year. Some of these are, most of these are the same from from the previous years. Uh, we've got biggest mess or hottest mess, however you want to say it. Uh, biggest surprise. Battlefield of the year. <laughs> Worst game site of the year. And of course, game of the year. So to kick it off, biggest mess. We have... Uh, just, just Activision just Blizzard. Just Activision Blizzard. Like, <laughs> there's too many things to single out. Just one. Um, EA pushing Battlefield 2042, and it's still coming out broken. Uh, Google killing Stadia. The <laughs> epic, <laughs> yeah, the Epic vs. Apple lawsuit. Um, COVID killing in-person events again. NBA 2K22, <laughs> NFTs, and the Metaverse. So, <laughs> where would you like to begin? I think we just start. We let's go bottom up because I think as like some of these, especially the top one, is definitely. I think the top ones the, are. The I think our current front runner is Activision. But let's see if we can make it a run for money. Remember the rules as we always is we make a top three and we from there just determine the winner. Um, at least in bigger categories like this one. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't so, know. I feel like like the metaverse and NFT thing, like those are a mess. But I feel like that's a mess more to do with like it's tech bros wanting stuff to happen. But but it's but it's like not just tech bros. It's like Ubisoft is now doing it, and like Facebook changed into Meta, and like all these things that like well, so at least, NFTs at least for I, NFTs at least... is like oh that's the. That's the hot new thing right now. Keep it though. NFTs are a pyramid scheme, but I can understand oh, them and I can conceptually get it, right? I'm not saying it's a good idea, but I conceptually kind of get like where the yeah. business and stuff of yada yada. I don't think any two people use the term metaverse the same. <laughs> no, especially the way that we've seen it kind of just thrown around. Like, like if you because every game company in their investment portfolio is now talking about the metaverse, and I don't think any of them have any clue because nfts they've already defined being like basically think skins but one time use great we understand that but no one is wrapping their head on what this means and i'm not sure what they mean for metaverse yeah i don't do like, they just mean living world we already have those like i don't understand yeah, I, I feel like having it in biggest mess like metaverse is its own mess together like Obviously, like, just the term metaverse probably wins this category because of just nobody knows what it is. The only reason I would knock it off the list right now, I think NFT can at least, like, I'm I glad we've acknowledged NFT. it. But, I, I, um, NFT had been acknowledged, it could get blacked away or delete what you want to do to it unless. Uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, strike through. But I, but I I would argue we keeping metaverse for right now and I would yeah, jump to the next yeah. 
Well, I was going to say, I think, I think we have metaverse as like, no matter what wins, like metaverse is a winner. <laughs> like we have two winners in the situation. <laughs> okay, we'll come back to it then. Yeah. Um, next one is NBA 2K22. Um, I not, understand it's busted. It's a bad game. Uh, not bad only is game, this game broken, it's got literal slot machines. <laughs> it's got Jake from State Farm. Fuck, I forgot that's a moment in there. <laughs> it's got some of the worst voice acting you've ever heard. Yeah, Jake from State Farm was known as one of the better spots in that game. And it's ruined instant. Like, the second that game releases, it's ruined by guys that hack the. So I'm going to ask you a question, though. Is Jake from State Farm better or worse than a campaign brought to you by Spike Lee? The campaign brought to you by Spike Lee wasn't that bad. (laughs) It was a little weird. But, you know, it was kind of cool. Like, it actually told a story, right? Like, I think that's the problem with a lot of sports games that want to have, like, story modes. Mm-hmm. Is what happens when you finish the story, right? Does it just kick you out to, like, oh, you're gonna be a pro or whatever? Like, um, Madden did that for the longest. Well, once Longshot came around, like, Longshot, you did the year or two that they had story content for, and then it was just be a pro mode. Mm-hmm. Um, the Spike Lee one, like, it told a nice, concise story, and then it spit you out to. Um, like it had a nice ending and then it it was like and then I forget what your character's name in that one is but they went on to have a long career or whatever like they you know they put it so that it's very clear that you could just play for as long as you wanted basically Um, but I don't know the NBA 2K games deserve to be on this list every year I'm not saying they make the top three but they deserve to be on this list every year. I will give it... We mentioned it. I would also move it off the list because I think there are at least three other things above it, I think. Yeah, I can... Th- yeah, I guess, yeah, I can immediately think of That's where I'm, where I'm looking at is there... Is there realistically three things above it? And not realistically, is there for sure? Yeah. Uh, I would do the same thing to COVID again because it was last year. It is this year, yada, yada, people be safe. Yeah. Uh, it was last year. Yeah, yeah, it was last year too. I guess... And that's not necessarily like the, I guess it's not the virus itself. It's some of the countries and their responses <laughs> to how to handle, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. that's a much bigger discussion and it's not. But I don't think it's the biggest mess in this yeah. way. Uh, it's ne- not the biggest w- gaming mess. Biggest mess? It might be the biggest mess in, in the world <laughs> this year. Uh, bigger than metaverse, but yeah. uh, um, next we have Epic v Apple. Yeah, the, a billionaire trying to go up, go up against a trillionaire. Yeah, this is up there on biggest mess, and I think it stays on biggest mess right now. Yeah, I guess we can talk about you know the ones that we think are going to be in the top three. Like, we'll save the discussions until we need to narrow down between the three. Mm-hmm. Yes, a- uh, Epic v Apple stays. Google killing Stadia, I feel like stays for now, only because like the the promise of what Stadia was gonna be 
and for them to kill it so quickly. Um, I mean, we can pull it if you think, you know, EA or Metaverse are a more of a mess. Because um, I just feel like, like, you know, you had people paying $200 just to get into Stadia for, like, the Chromecast and the controller. Mm-hmm. And then it was 10 a month. Hear me out, though, and this is what I want to say it. Is is it more of a mess now than it ever was before? And I don't think so. Well, it's not a mess now because it's dead. But but that's um, what I'm trying to say. Like it went because it went out without ceremony. But it's not yeah. really dead. It changed to a. It's like how Hololens is not dead. It changed where it is inside of the ecosystem. It's the, one of those. Yeah, it's more of a back-end thing now, but I don't know. I just feel like having that storefront and charging full price for some of those games and then killing the service. And a lot of people didn't know, like, okay, are my purchases still going to be accessible? Are they? I actually don't know the answer to that. Uh, I can still log into Stadia and play some of the games that I didn't buy anything. I had a pro membership. Sure, but interesting. Um, but yeah, I think there's a way that you can play them. Like it's not completely gone, but mm-hmm. uh, it's certainly not as easy as it used to be. Um, Battlefield being broken, like do we? Ex- we wanted better. We expected better. We expected but... better because it's Battlefield, but also it's EA. And it's modern EA. Yeah. And all of their stuff comes out broken. So, yeah, I'm fully willing to let Battlefield die. Yeah, I think Battlefield's going to die. I think it'll, it has its, it'll have its moment in the sun in a later one, but. (laughs) So, that puts us at four. Yeah. So now the question is, who gets eliminated? I think it's I think it's Stadia gets eliminated. It'd yeah, be my fight. between Stadia, the, the lawsuit, Metaverse, and Activision. Yeah. yeah, Stadia dying. It's sad to see the talent that was involved in making sure. that a thing. Oh, there was there was a hundred percent issues. It is still a biggest mess. Yeah, it is not. It's the fourth <laughs> biggest mess of twenty twenty one. Yes. So here becomes the the question, though. I think Epic v. Apple, ironically, is third on this list. Yeah, it, it doesn't. <laughs> there's no way Epic v. Apple stands up against, like... It was your biggest punching bag and your favorite punching bag of the last year. I but mean, it here's, here's its only shot is to take down Metaverse. Yeah, because we'll get to it. My favorite thing about the Activision Blizzard one, also, by the way, is... All of the issues came up in the last four weeks related to Activision Blizzard, basically, or public in the last four weeks. <laughs> Like it was actually it was not on this list. It was, this was four weeks ago. Uh, no, it would have been on the list, but it would not have been as on the list as it is now. Mm, I mean, they had to change a character in Overwatch, like, and that was back in October. Sure, but that was not the CEO. There was not a massive no, like, strike. Yeah. There was not like all of those things that like magnified it. Yeah, I mean, it's it still would have made top three. 
in much but the I same think, way that the Ubisoft Boys Club made top three last year, two years ago. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, sorry, Epic v. Apple. Uh, you are third. Neither of you win. <laughs> Again. <laughs> uh, my favorite thing to come from that is that Apple doesn't have to allow third-party payments. <laughs> and my favorite thing is they agreed before this, when the lawsuit's over, they'll let Fortnite back on. But because there's an appeal in the lawsuit, they're not letting it back on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, okay, I I guess the the big fight here between Activision Blizzard and the Metaverse debacle, one of them has like direct implications to a bunch of people and just a shitty situation altogether. The other is just like a buzzword that nobody knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think I think this was a couple weeks ago. I think I would have fought harder for Metaverse. But I want to remind people, it is December 14th. In the last, we'll say, two months from Activision Blizzard. Yes, they had to rename a guy in, in Overwatch. Which, because another guy I think sexual assault, was it? Yeah, which it ironically was one is of the, the guys. Least... It was one of the guys on the Overwatch team, or... Yeah, like... It was not good, it was a leader or whatever. The point was, but my what I'm about to say is, on the scale of Activision Blizzard's fucking up... Oh yeah, the, that, <laughs> the Overwatch thing was like a blip on the radar. That was the smoke to the fire. Yeah. It came out since then that Bobby Kotick knew about sexual assault. This is where it's good. Threaten people to keep it hidden. They brought in, because the leader of Blizzard left, remember, and they brought in the male and the female. Yep. They found out, the female found out that she was getting paid less than the male after that happened. And that's why she quit. <laughs> and then, and then they offered the same salary, and she didn't take it, obviously, and quit. Uh, and, with getting the other parts of, they brought in, they brought in Bush's old, like, interrogator, who then... Bobby Kotek blamed for an internal email he sent threatening someone. Oh, and by the way, all of QA is on a labor strike right now because they decided to lay off all of the temp QA in Raven software for no actual reason. Yeah, this is this is <laughs> video game shittiness at its best. Or worse. Oh, or... and by the way, Warzone right now is basically busted before the QA strike, and no one likes Vanguard, and has it looks like it might be the softest selling Call of Duty in a long time. Yeah, <laughs> it's not good over there. <laughs> and that's just what we know. Yeah, and like obviously, you know, we're having fun railing on the company. It is a disgrace that a company that large let stuff happen the way that it did because the number of people that like it directly affected or you know even indirectly affected is so big and like you just heard stories of like much in the same way that we were hearing stories out of like ubisoft where it was just like oh this is just a culture thing like you know it's a boys club at the top you know it's not that you know you're not going to get past a certain point because they won't 
let women past a certain point or, you know, this or that, like, you know, it's, it's shitty. Like the sad part is I guarantee you next year, we're going to have one of these scandals on the list again. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just a sick, like, it's just too cyclical at this point. Like, um, so I guess congratulations, dipshits over at Activision Blizzard. Uh, you win biggest mess of the year. Woo! I would not cheer that one. Oh. Boo! They deserve zero bad? response. <laughs> <laughs> uh, odds of biggest surprise? Basically, so the idea behind this one is just things that, like, if I told you at the beginning of the year this stuff was this stuff happened you like, would be shocked what? okay really like you're telling me that sony made a good pc port or g4 relaunch yeah or ea lost the star wars license <laughs> i don't know if that one's that one i'd be really shocked uh or... this is a hard one because some of the stuff is less shocking than it should be Okay, so let's go through them. So, consoles are still hard to get. Um, the Obviously, like, the Series S appears to be easy. Can I do, can I do an asterisk there? Consoles are still hard to get slash PS5 without selling PS4 time for time. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's nuts. Like, obviously, like, you can get consoles, but they're... Excuse me, they're scalper prices or... It's yeah, still the drops of insanity. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. So, consoles are not retail available. I guess I'll put it that way. Like, you can't find them regularly at a store. I just found a talk article today that just said, a year later, it still sucks seeing a PS5 or Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> um, the... And I guess this... This next one relates to our stream last week. The disappointment with Halo Infinite. Like, I don't know. I just... It didn't do anything for me. Like, it it didn't even feel like a good Halo game. Like... Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Sony making good PC ports. Uh, the Riot debacle getting buried in the Activision news. <laughs> Yeah, when uh, we looked at that, I said, I forgot that happened. Yes, Riot had their own thing going on. It was nowhere near the scale of the Activision thing, but it was shitty nonetheless. Uh, the Star Wars license is open to bidders and G4 relaunches. Which one do you want to start with first? Oh, fuck. Um, I would say. Uh, something I would fight for immediately removing is the Star Wars license is open because God, we all knew once that thing was available to EA was losing that fucker. Yeah, but did I guess did we know that it was up? I guess that's the reason it's on here. Is like there was no news that it was expiring. It was just like all of a sudden one day, oh yeah, Ubisoft's got a uh, Star Wars game coming out. Mm-hmm. You're like, hold on, what? That was, it was, I'll give you, the way it said it was shocking. Yeah. But like, 
the fact that it's open, I yeah. guess if we reworded this to Ubisoft has a Star Wars game. That might be more shocking. Okay, I'll reword it. Or David Cage has a Star Wars game. Uh, Ubisoft. And David Cage. I mean, that's not surprising. I feel like David Cage would make one even if he didn't have a license. Okay, then I'm going to jump to the next one. Yeah. Sony makes good PC ports. I think mm-hmm. it's another one that I don't think... Them actually doing it is shocking. I don't think them being good is shocking. Because they've had PC ports or funneled with it in the past, and they are, in theory, a place with enough engineers that someone understands PC. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess it's them more doing of... it is somewhat shocking. Yeah. But, like, it being good, and, like, when events, people have been talking about this for a while, like, there's been that Bloodborne rumor forever, like, I don't know if I think it's... It's, I'm happy, I guess. The Sony one making actually good PC ports is the one that makes me happy. Like, of this list, like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever, whatever. Sony actually investing in PC is nice because it proves like they're kind of with the times now. So I would we move that off the list. Okay. You mentioned it. I would say it's movable. We've got a new one on the list. Yeah, I thought of one that I don't know why I didn't think of earlier that I have to be brought up. Uh, the NVIDIA leak from a couple months ago that has been proven correct. That just really just announced like thirty games in oh, there. Oh, the GeForce Now leak. That's GeForce Now. That's what it was, yeah. Okay, and yeah. since then, ten or eleven of them have been announced, which means that list is legitimate. And it was games on that list that we didn't expect to be real. Well, and so it's funny, right? I'm going. I was considerably backlogged on uh, the Giant Bombcast, and mm-hmm. one of the episodes that I listened to recently covers that covers the leak news and you know they were discussing like you look at the list and a lot of the stuff was like okay sequels of things that are popular you know this or that like it was more surprising of stuff that was coming to pc mm-hmm. and since then that list has been yeah. time and time again like it's been enough accurate where i'm willing to believe the list at this point I mean, at the very least, at the very least, looking at that list is like, okay, here's what Nvidia either knows or is thinking is going to happen. I bet you it's what they know. It's I don't know. It doesn't mean where and what. Like it could be years from now because yeah. them know. Like I would believe that like people went to them who are big games. Who's like, we're going to make X. We need X tech or whatever. Like that's right. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's. It's surprising in the fact that that list got out. But also, like, I don't know. The fact that it didn't even make the list at first. Sure, but I think at least it needs to be mentioned. Because... Yeah, it definitely needs to be mentioned. Um, that being said, like, again... I'm more, but I just thought it needed to be added once I remembered that was a thing. Because yeah. how do we not talk about the most insane thing humanly possible? Like, there's going to be database leaks. I mean, obviously, the Twitch one happened. Like, these things happen a lot. It's just this one actually has some fire behind it. Mm-hmm. So, it's good that we mentioned it. I feel like 
until everything on that list is is proven accurate. Because there's definitely some stuff on that list that's like, okay, you guys are just reaching now. Um, so I would say the console's being still hard to get, like... Yeah, I'd say the same thing. I'm going to move that one off the list. Yeah, it's a disappointment, but also maybe it's not a surprise if you follow any of the supply chain news. So, mm-hmm. And also, if you looked at even then, like, obviously cars and phones would get priority over consoles. Yeah. Like, just legitimately, like, it's not that insane. It's insane, but, like, not in the scheme of... I think... So we're down to four. I think it's Halo we move next. You think Halo we remove? Because that thing has been for how long in development that people have been making fun Yeah, of it's it. development hell, definitely. So I guess... That's part of me, is once you're in development hell, it being a disappointment does not shock me. Yeah. And maybe, like, maybe it's not as much of a disappointment for you and I because we don't really have that affiliation with the franchise. But somebody that is, like, Halo through and through, Mm -hmm. this game, I would be like, I am so sorry for you. But But that's why, to me... for, For you and I, it's not that big of a surprise. So it gets, it gets struck through. This was the uh, super easy top three to make. Now it's the fun yeah. part. Um, I don't know. Like, do we... G four was a thing last year. Yeah, I put G four in third. Okay. I think I think it goes G four third. Uh, Ubi I think, second. So here's the thing. Like, just with the G four news, like seen some of that stuff like seeing clips of it mm-hmm. god that show that channel did not need to come back no 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 um yeah i mean obviously good on like austin and abby and uh you know sessler getting back in front of a camera is pretty big in terms but he, of but uh, hear me out i think sessler in old age has not aged like fine wine he's aged no. like fine piece of bread yeah <laughs> take that for what you will i mean like i guess it's important in the sense of he was kind of the first like he and gerstman are really kind of the first not necessarily like rock star reviewers oh no i understand his historical importance yeah. he's gone crazy oh yeah like like i crossed ten thousand. he is my favorite part is he's gone crazy in front of a camera. He's like the cra- I call it the crazy resistance Twitter part of where Trump freezes must be because the end of the Republic is coming. Like it's like he's that he's oh, yeah. gone His Twitter is the board. Like <laughs> there was a video he tweeted like a couple months ago of just him dancing in his underwear, and I don't remember why. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess. You know, honestly, I think Riot wins this one just because it's it's a big surprise because, like, the Riot thing should have been in Hottest Mess. Mm -hmm. But it was nowhere near a hot mess that was coming out of Activision. 
I think that's the surprise is that like as bad as Riot was, there was something way worse coming. But we just didn't know. Yeah. So Ubisoft getting a Star Wars game, good on them. I think the surprise there was from the way that it was announced, not necessarily. Yeah, that's fair. On to Battlefield of the Year. You will understand this category <laughs> once we start going through it. <laughs> um, this the first we, Battlefield of the Year is... We, we always have kind of a joke category in the past. We've had, like, Call of Duty Gun of the Year. Or mm-hmm. what was it, like, uh, Gun of the Year. We had Hitman Level of the Year. Um, we've always had kind of a fun, fun category. So, Battlefield of the Year nominees are Battlefield 2042. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, Vanguard's take on World War II. Gaming Twitter. <laughs> the Northern District of California Courthouse. For multiple reasons, ironically. Yeah. And the arenas around Bucharest, Romania. God. Um, I immediately... I just want to say it. I would just remove the two video games off this one and just go at it with the rest of them. I mean, this is... <laughs> this is totally, like, the category. When I was thinking of this one, I was like, we need to have a joke one where, like, we just have a fun, like, a fun couple of digs at a couple of games and then we just go into something. Mm-hmm. So that's what this category is all about. Um, yeah, I mean... Obviously, Battlefield of the Year, you would think it'd be 2042. Nah, son. Um, Vanguard is just too bad. Too bad. I, wanted, I do want to point out, though, and this should have been the hottest mess, and I apologize to everyone who's waiting for this one. Can we all appreciate for a second how in Battlefield they forgot to give buildings colliders? They do, don't they? No, no, no. In the launch of the game, for a couple hours, they forgot to give a certain map. None of the buildings had colliders, so you could walk or fly through them. Oh. <laughs> Someone I, forgot. I don't think I experienced that. <laughs> I experienced some bugs, like uh, hovercrafts being able to drive up the side of buildings, which was hilarious. Um, but yeah, I didn't say anything about no colliders. I, I I'll find you the video in the chat in a moment. But yeah, no, it was straight. Like there was a there was a strategy where people were taking helicopters, waiting in buildings for people to come by, because you could just be in a building. Well, that's what a lot of people are doing with the hovercraft. Is you could take it up smooth vertical walls. So like, there's one map where it's uh, um, a ship that's being uh, salvaged. So they would take the uh, hovercraft get it up on the side of the ship and the driver would just basically park it. You'd have to hold gas forward, I think. And then you could just mow people down with the, the minigun on top. This was still when the hovercraft was overpowered. So it was just hilarious to begin with. Um, yeah, Vanguard's take on World War II. Like, that game's too broken to be taken seriously. Even if this category was being taken seriously, it wouldn't stand a chance. Um, the Bucharest Arenas, that is where um, 
So Bucharest was where the international was. A couple of CS tournaments were there. Um, you know, some some big esports events happened in that city. I think it's third. I yeah, no, you, I, think I, I think it's third. I think it's like, third. Uh, it's cool that you know, obviously, like the international, the teams were in person at the very least. Um, so that was pretty awesome to see because you got to see the joy and elation on a Russian B tier. T- I think it was a Russian team. It was a B tier team when like $19 million or something like that. It was just nuts. Um, gaming Twitter will always be on this list. Yeah. Uh, so do I know it's gaming? <laughs> Fuck. I don't know who's going to win this. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, in terms of like one of these, I would say is uh, more concise. The other is uh, a modern battlefield, if you will. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think if if we're taking into account the impact of what happened at the location and how that affects like what happened, how it directly affects gaming and also how it affects just business in general, especially when it comes to the media stuff. I honestly think the Northern District wins this one just yeah, because of the cases that are going through it or have gone because through it. Because both Activision and Epic V Apple is there. So yeah. yeah. I think that alone will make it uh, and it might be back next year for an auto award. Yeah. Um, I promise you most of those judges hadn't even heard of most of the game terms before these. <laughs> oh, I guarantee it. They're like, oh, like it's It's hilarious to watch the senators talk to whether it was Zuckerberg or God help me all any of the others like the fence does the greatest moment of all time yeah. <laughs> Patrick is it Patrick Leahy yeah it's Patrick Leahy right yeah, fence so. uh, you all know him as in every Batman movie ever yep <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah because he was the he's in every that's so he loves Batman yeah so he's been it, in well, and every then... Batman movie since like the 80s wasn't he I feel like he did something that like yeah okay it was a nice little nod but I feel like he did something or maybe in Dark Knight he was the senator that grabbed and he got blown up and he was the senator giving the speech whatever like when they got blown up and um Batman or Superman no I was thinking um like in actual politics I think he either named something or oh yeah there's something I don't he remember did what something that was kind of Kind of a cool little nod to that, but yeah. So congratulations to the Northern District of California. Your courthouse is officially the battlefield of the year. Perfect. Now for the fun category. This is a mic category, by the way. The worst gaming stuff. So we've over the past couple months introduced some great segment here where I make fun of usually like a website. There's a couple in the running, right? But the worst gaming site 
of the year. We only have three, because I don't think the rest of them really stack up comparatively. Well, um, so, I mean, and these are, like, the big ones, right? Like, Sure. There's going to be pieces of shit out there in the internet. I'll give you that. Uh, number one, um, and number one is in first, uh, we have Kotaku. Do I need to explain more? Do we all understand why Kotaku sucks? Good. I feel like, so, just to kind of defend them a little bit, not that I'm actually defending Kotaku. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you do. Kotaku pre- um, Gawker losing the Hulk Hogan suit was respected. I'll agree. I'll agree. Ten years ago, they were respected. Well, that wasn't even ten years ago. That was what five years ago. Sure, but I think as a result of that lawsuit and them having like Gawker having to cut a bunch of their top people, like it's and basically so Kotaku in name only at this point. And Kotaku this specifically and they brought in the new editor-in-chief yeah that Kotaku this year has been multitude of special across a multitude of things going from maybe don't tell people to pirate a new game to how does development work apparently 101 to like all of this yeah uh, number two we have Waypoint in quotes I understand it's not really Waypoint it is whatever they call it now over there. Um, Waypoint is Waypoint, and it's going to need a third one in this category. And congratulations, Polygon. You, it's so irrelevant now, Waypoint beat you. Which I think is pretty impressive. That, yeah. <laughs> By itself is impressive. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> and then we got Fanbyte, because I had not heard of Fanbyte until like this year or late last year. And somehow, I'm convinced it gives Kotaku a run for its money. Between the writers on the staff, who I'm convinced don't know anything, to what they talk about, I'm not sure they like video games even, to I appreciate how they're called every human's right offense in the world, besides the fact that they have Tencent and Chinese money out there, so they're mystically rated articles how China is great. Hey. <laughs> It's all, it's all about that money, right? Because they're funded by Tencent. Yeah. Which, that might be a category for next year, is uh, implosion of the year, Tencent. If, we the, just... uh, if the Chinese government has anything to say about it. But, like, it's funny, because, like, so Fanbyte was the one, even, that during, you know, like, there's the height of Israel stuff in May. Yeah. They were having articles about Israel. Why video game website are we doing this? Yeah, that's... Yeah. It's not even like the Fallujah pluffle, where at least it's related to an event or something or whatever, right? You're just now talking about world politics, which I'm positive if I said, where's Israel on a map? None of you could point it out. But... Yeah. Yes. Uh, I agree with what you said. So the the winners of this category is third place by a hair is Waypoint, and you just get third place because you beat up Polygon. And again, Polygon, you really should look in a mirror. <laughs> should tell you something. Waypoint doesn't really exist anymore, and you didn't even get third. Uh, second, we'll go to the Chinese and their video game arm fold of apparently people defined as alias journalists, even though I've never heard of any of these people at this website ever. 
uh, followed by Kotaku, and specifically, I would argue, post-restructured Kotaku in the last year, because, hell, I don't know, maybe don't tell people to pirate games, and maybe something about development. And I don't even mean, like, complex stuff, I understand you know that. Learn basic stuff, people. Yeah, and we don't need a category for this, because everybody knows the best game site of the year. <laughs> the only game site that has hit shows like Back to School, Born to Run, the very online show. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I love, like, you know, you and I allude to it a lot that we are fans of uh, what Giant Bomb has, has to offer. And I think the way that that site has um, adapted itself for, I guess, remote operation. Mm hmm has been very impressive and some of the moves with like the the new shows people that they're getting to be involved with those shows like you know it's it's very much like you know that site could have a listers on its podcast every week if Jeff wanted to flex like mm -hmm. you know he could flex on every video game podcast like he could call up he could pull out his Rolodex of A through F and B you know in A list and then once he got bored of that he would go G to like the end of the alphabet or whatever dude can like it's very impressive to say the very least speaking of impressive do 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 we are now on to Game of the Year. Dun, dun, dun. The five nominees are as follows. Dun, dun, dun. Hitman 3. Dun, dun, dun. Yakuza Like a Dragon. Dun, dun, dun. Resident Evil Village. Dun, dun, dun. 80s. Did that not come out last year? Uh, It came out this year. It's well, officially okay, well, released it must... was this year. Yeah, August. Okay, it must have been like the edge of this year. My apologies. It was August. No, it's not. Yeah. I played it in February on my Switch. 2021 in video games. August. A four console release, probably. Hades, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X. When did it come out on Switch? Good question. A Hades came out on Switch in September 17th of 2020. I mean, also, like, if we think about their console release like okay that's fine but Hades is gonna win <laughs> I mean also do you have another option like no this year was not a good year I was going through the list and I'm like oh boy like even of games that we didn't play it's not like there are many hits that we <laughs> oh you mean Paw Patrol the movie Adventure City Calls isn't <laughs> game of the year Spelunky too, but I haven't played enough of it but no one talked about it, I feel like. No. Um, and, and lastly, I added Ratchet and Clank. So I guess Deathloop came out this year. So that's one that I, I think is a valid one, but we didn't play. Yeah, I didn't play it. So, like, unfortunately, there's, there's a lot of, like, heavy hitters that you and I just didn't play. But you say that a lot? I think it's a weak year. I mean, like, Darksiders 3. That's a pretty big one. 
Um, Ghost Runner didn't do that well. Lost yeah, Judgment. Like, like, I wish I played that. I'm not that's, saying there's nothing. That's the but I think if I looked at it the past couple years, it's COVID delays hit us. Yeah. Delta Rune Chapter 2. You know, like, there were, there were some big games that came out this year. It's just you and I just didn't mm-hmm. play them. So that's the yep. sad reality of that. Um, so I guess we can strike Hades off the list. I'm going through the uh, the releases to see. Returnal, I didn't play it, unfortunately. That's one that would be on there, probably. Or at least be discussed. Uh, MLB The Show, just for some of the cool stuff that they did. Um, let's see... Yeah, I played Miles last year. I yeah, Pokemon. I don't think goes on that list. Um, man, yeah, yeah. Because just... my stuff was early in the year, and I'm trying to think what else it was. I know, rough. yeah, it's not a good year. <laughs> Again, they were not zero heavy hitters, but I think comparatively to years past heavy hitters. Between yeah, quantity and quality. Yeah. Like, a lot of games came out. You know, that's that's very true. But. It, either we didn't play them. I guess, do we want to include Mass Effect Legendary Edition? I think it's... What's about. our stance on re-releases? Like, I think if they are substantial or... I tend to, th- I think, was, I think... Was Mass Effect substantial enough to be on this list? I, I would almost say no, it, then. Right? I think it feels, I think one is probably the biggest changes in it. Okay. But I still think as a whole, I don't think it was enough. Okay. So. F1 2021, broken as hell. Um, that was actually almost on biggest surprise, the F1 just by uh, Codemasters. Or uh, EA by uh, Codemasters. Mm-hmm. Um, right, the bidding wars. Yeah, that was fun to watch. I thought, yeah, we didn't play that enough. Um, Insurgency Sandstorm, I will get around to playing that because that looks awesome. Um... I'll let loose. I definitely want to play. Far Cry Six. It's it's a good Far Cry. Um, I just don't think it stands. Mm-hmm. October AOE four. I've heard good things, but again, didn't play it enough. Um, no, I didn't play it at all. Duty Vanguard, Boston. Forza Horizon 5, I wish I played it because it would most likely be on the list. Um, Battlefield 2042, Broken. December. As we stand, GTFO officially released. It's out of early access. Do we consider Mm -hmm. GTFO? Do you think it's good enough to... Will it be in the top three? I think it's the world we'll ask. Uh, no. Then I would say at that yeah. point... 
So we're down to four. Because okay. yep. it's it's more of a result of we didn't play enough games. Uh, I still think that list would not be giant, but yes. Yeah. It's been, it's been a weird year for us. Okay. I mean, two of these games are, like, in the run for my game of the year, personal. I am curious. If we line up on one of them, we have our top three. Okay. Do we both agree it's Hitman 3? Yeah, like, that is between Hitman so, and Yakuza. Those are. So I three. think it's Hitman, Yakuza, and Ratchet. Okay. I didn't play Ratchet, Good. so I have no opinion on that game. Even the uh, critical craze of that one, yeah. I think it's insane. Beautiful. I think there's a lot of things to it. Yeah. I mean, RE so, Village was very cool. Um, the stuff that they did was pretty sweet. Obviously, it had, you know, Squish Me Lady. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was hilarious that she won Performance of the Year at the Game Awards. Even though she's really not in the game. That was pretty long. funny. Um, so yeah, I would say our top three are Hitman, Yakuza, and Ratchet, because, like, if we're going off just critical Mm -hmm. response, Ratchet was higher than RE, so. I'm trying to determine, I I can't find past articles enough in my drive, uh, is this the second time we're about to award a Hitman game game of the year? I mean, here's the thing. My heart... Like, my... My soul wants Hitman to win just because... You know, I'm like, we need to have a tradition of the Hitman games winning because they're so good. But my heart's not in Hitman 3. Wow. My heart's in Yakuza. God. Like, if you ask me to choose between the two, I'm taking Yakuza over Hitman. That's unprecedented. Like, if it was down to those two, like... But is it, though? For a game of the year? Yeah, I don't know. I think Ratchet's up there. I mean, we both have Hitman as our common. Mm-hmm. Would you take Hitman over Ratchet? I think Hitman does certain things really impressive. I think it does dynamic storytelling really impressive. I think how they've made Hitman into a like a launcher and an application is super cool. I think it says something that Hitman's just continuing into next year as a thing. Ratchet, well, and, I think. And the fact that like they took some of the stuff from Hitman 3, put it into like you know, yeah, okay, they're bringing two levels in and bringing one levels in, but they're actually putting work in to them. Mm-hmm. Um, like, as a uh, as a technical masterpiece, Hitman's Game of the Year, like, if this is if this is Game of the Year technical, it's Hitman. But it's not. This is game of the year. Like, you can take, you know, technical and artistic out of it. Like, you know, it's, I don't know. I've said my piece. I would take Yakuza over Hitman. If you would take 
Hitman over Ratchet. I think that's Ratchet, Hitman, Yakuza. Yeah, I'll allow Yakuza it. winning, like I'll allow it. I will succeed to giving you that, but I will, so I think that is for the site will be the game of the year. I mean, unless you think Ratchet is better than Hitman, and then it's Hitman, Ratchet, Yakuza. <sighs> did, well, okay. I guess the better question: Did you play Yakuza like a dragon at all? No, I did not. That's why I'm okay. giving it to you. And I didn't play Ratchet at all. So the problem is, if we think our solo games are better than Hitman, I think that makes Hitman 3. Yeah. You know, like... Because I would take Yakuza over Hitman. If you take Ratchet over Hitman, that means Hitman's our 3. I think I think that's accurate. I think I probably would take Ratchet. I think Ratchet does more unique things. I think Hitman does really cool things, unique things, but it does it in the context of Hitman that exists. Yep. Okay. So now we're down to Japanese storytelling <laughs> versus American storytelling. Well, it, I mean, American Ratchet was children. a technical... Yeah, it's a technical genius. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I am but, I would give it to Yaksa if you want. I mean, here's like here's my my argument for Yakuza and why I think it's it's game of the year. Even if you're just gonna give it. Mm-hmm. The Yakuza games have always been B-tier games. And this is the first time it wasn't? Well, like, because they've just been ridiculous, and, you know, it was a small audience. Like, it was just stupid. Like, the people that played them knew they were stupid and took it and just ran with it and had a blast playing them. They changed up the combat style. They introduced a new protagonist. Like, they basically took the game, flipped it on its head, and the fact that it didn't fall apart... Tells you everything. In fact, if anything, like, it gained audience, right? Like, when that game came out, everybody was playing it. Everybody loved it. Everybody loved uh, Ichiban and his just dumb look, like... You know, oh, Lord. the the, uh, the cultural and critical response to the seventh game in a series that has never really been taken seriously mm-hmm. for it to be as as impressive as it was. I think that's why I think it's game of the year, just because it kind of did the impossible. Like, the Ratchet and Clank games have always been well-liked. They don't mess me, I'll give you that. Well, like, it's always been a series that are like, yeah, you know, those are pretty good. Mm -hmm. Like, there may be some stinkers, but... That's a whole I will give it to you. What you said. Yakuza's like, do you need to be a very specific fan of the way these games play, because otherwise they are boring. And they just made it... You know, they made it a Dragon Quest game. Like, 
the fact that they did that and it succeeded and it did as well as it did is very impressive. So congratulations oh. to the team behind Yakuza Like a Dragon. And to our runner-ups. Let me get the studio right. because that would Oh, be... it's not. Yeah. It's uh, Sega, but it's not Sega. Mm-hmm. Yakuza. I want it is Ryu Ga Gotoku. Gotoku Studio. Yeah. Ryu Perfect. Ga Gotoku. Yeah. Congratulations Perfect. there. Uh, and congratulations to Runups and Hitman 3 of IO Interactive and Ratchet and Clank of Insomniac Games. Um, yeah. On that note, that is our Game of the Year stuff for this year. That is the end of our stuff for this year. Obviously, still no movie club. Uh, interviews will come back as stuff comes back next year. Um, as we restructure some stuff. But yeah, expect Movie Club back. Expect us back on a normal regular basis. Uh, AJ and I will be hit and miss streaming the next couple weeks, but we'll be back, I think, beginning of next year. There will be... Yeah. Uh, there will be one final uh, F1 show when it's going to get recorded and when it's going to re- release or till t- still TBD, but then... Um, yeah. Yeah. Next year will be a good year for us. It'll be a fun year. Yeah. Hopefully right. we can get out and see everyone and, uh, you know, maybe actually make it down to Atlanta. And Sounds great. Do that stuff in person. Perfect. Well, we'll see you guys next time. And have a happy everything. This episode is partially brought to you by the Humble Choice Program. Did you know Humble Bundle has a great monthly subscription service that lets you get a ton of video games every single month? That's right, from plans range from $5 to 20 bucks a month, you get a hold of a bunch of free games they have available to you. And you can use our code down in the description below to go and sign up. It would help our podcast and help you see what great games are available for you this month. This podcast was a production of The SWW Show. To learn more, go to theswwshow.com. Remember, you can follow the show on Twitter at The SWW Show. You can follow me at Mikey underscore Maroney. You can follow AJ at Boy. Remember, new episodes premiere on Friday, 9 a.m. Central Time on anchor.fm slash SWW and podcast services around the globe.